Kenny Garrett, and I'm the pastor of the General Baptist Church, God's House of Prayer, located in Fairborn, Ohio, and I thank you for joining us for this special message from the church. Matthew chapter 21, verse 1 through 11. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem, and were come to Bethphage, and to the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you. And straightway ye shall find an ass tied, and a colt with her. Loose them, and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them. And straightway he will send them. All this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, a colt, the foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt, and put on them their clothes, and they set him thereon. And a great multitude spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. You see, as this at this time that this takes place in the Bible, it had been 60 years since the Jews had ruled themselves in Jerusalem. And, and Pilate uh, was there. He was placed there by Rome and was ruling over Jerusalem. And it was crowded. The city was crowded uh, with Jewish pilgrims that had come for the annual Passover celebration. I, I want you to really picture this. Uh, groups and crowds uh, moving within the streets and the small streets just packed into the city and they'd come for the annual Passover. And that's that's the setting that Christ rides into uh, on this donkey. So when, when the crowds, when we talk, when the Bible talks about crowds chanting, uh, this was a great many people. So it's important uh, that we realize, you know, most of the time when we think about Palm Sunday, uh, we think about the donkey that's mentioned here in the Scripture. Uh, so we might ask ourselves as modern people, you know, exactly what was this about? Uh, in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9 and 10, now this is written 500 years before Palm Sunday takes place in Jerusalem. In Zechariah, the Bible says, Rejoice greatly. O daughter of Zion, shout, O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. Verse 10 says, And I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem, and the battle bow shall be cut off, and he shall speak peace unto the heathen, and his dominion shall be from sea even to sea and from the river even to the ends of of the earth. So this Palm Sunday, when Christ comes riding into Jerusalem on a donkey, the Jewish people, the, the crowds uh, that have packed the streets of Jerusalem at this point, they're expecting a military Messiah, a great vanquisher of Romans coming in. Uh, you might picture him mentally on a stallion. 
and he is going to set back the Roman people, the Roman rulers, drive them from Jerusalem, and this will be a great military Messiah, and Jerusalem will never be the same. Uh, But as Christ enters Jerusalem that Sunday, there is no army with him. There's just a ragtag assortment of unemployed fishermen and an errant tax collector. And this Messiah is not a great vanquisher of Romans, but a rabbi from Galilee. You see, the people that had packed into Jerusalem uh, for the Passover, they longed for freedom and they longed for peace. Uh, but they didn't understand that peace is given and never taken. It's, it's a gift, uh, not a prize. It's an act of love and not the result of a victory. You see, many people today are, are longing for that same freedom, same peace, and they look for it in a lot of different places. Uh, but just like this Palm Sunday, it's offered from God. It, it's given to us. Uh, it's a gift, and it's not uh, the result of a victory, but it's an act of love uh, from God. Now, this crowd of, of Jews packed into Jerusalem crying, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. And Hosanna is a Hebrew term for please save or save now. Now Christ brought them the salvation that they needed, not the salvation that they wanted. You see, what was going to happen next was hard for human minds to wrap uh, themselves around, that this would be uh, the salvation of the world, that ultimately uh, when we focus When we take our focus off the right now and look eternally, uh, this was ultimate salvation. He was offering life and life more abundantly. We see the same thing play out um, time and time again in our uh, communities and in our families. We see people that are lost and undone and know that they they long for freedom. They long for peace. Uh, They look for it everywhere and they find it. Uh, in God, but they tend to attach things to it, the here and the now, the immediate. And we'll we'll probably go through that. Uh, Some people will probably go through that in the time that we're living in now uh, with this pandemic sweeping through the country uh, where they want salvation from God on their terms. But God offers us eternal life. Um, And our focus has to be outward towards that, that no matter what takes place in the days to come, that our focus is eternal and our joy comes from that which is eternal. And no matter how things play out in our cities, our state, our country, and in this world, that God is in control and we as Christians must never lose sight of that. You have to remember that just in a matter of days, the same crowd that is crying for Jesus to save them Uh, They're crying, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. These same people packed into these city streets in ancient Jerusalem are going to scream, crucify him, crucify him. So today, as modern humans, as you and I sit wherever we're sitting and contemplating what Christ did this Palm Sunday, I think one of the most important lessons that we learn from Christ's triumphant entry into Jerusalem is that Christ knew what lay ahead. 
He knew what he had to do. Christ knew that it would not be fun. It would not be enjoyable. It would be painful. The Bible records in the book of Luke, he said, he wept. But Christ went anyway. He obeyed the Father. So many people today say, someday I will truly be obedient to God's will for me. And I'm here to tell you this morning that uh, there is life ahead of us. There is purpose ahead of us, an eternal purpose. God's not the starting point of our life. He is the source of it. You see, Christ's action on that first Palm Sunday was uh, one of total obedience. He didn't say, uh, once he got on the the donkey, I'll, I'll ride this around the walls three or four times, and then I'll go in. He didn't say, you know, Father, give me 20 more minutes before all this starts. And, and Christ knows what's going to happen once he rides in, but he, he just rides in anyway. Uh, and that's a lesson for all of us today, that we have to build our lives on unchanging, eternal truths. Uh, you can't build your life on changing opinions of talk shows or fads or social media or things of that nature. You have to uh, build your life on the will of God, what God has placed you here to do. You see, God has chosen the time and the place in which you would live, and there's a purpose in that. Uh, God has worked all this together. In Ephesians chapter 1, it says, In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things, after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ. You see, it's within Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ, he had his eyes on us. He had designs on us for glorious living, part of an overall purpose that he's working out in everything and everyone. God thought of you long before you thought of him. So as our world around us is uncertain and we don't know what tomorrow may bring, uh, as we come together spiritually this Sunday or Palm Sunday, it's important that your worship be pointed towards Christ in all things that you do. You know, with this going on, we've I've seen a lot of churches doing different things, and it I, makes me wonder, really. See, being a Christian is not tied up in going to a building every Sunday morning. What being a Christian is about is uh, loving one another as Christ loved us. It's about worshiping Christ in everything that we do. So the fact that we can't go to the building on Sunday mornings doesn't stop us from having the responsibility of being the church and showing Christ's love to a community uh, that is lost and dying. So as you and I pray today, I, I and praying earnestly for each one of you, 
uh, that's listening to this, that you find ways to show those in your family and uh, show those in your neighborhood, in your workplaces, uh, in your community, uh, that there is an answer uh, in life. And it all starts with Jesus Christ and his work on the cross, that when you're lost and undone, that there is a Savior that died for you. Will you bow your heads with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for all the blessings that you have given us down through the week. I pray, Lord, for those that are sick in our world today, Lord, that you touch them, that you heal them. You be with the doctors, the nurses, the hospital staff, those that are on the front lines of this pandemic, Lord. I pray for our leaders uh, at a local and national level, Lord, uh, that you give them the wisdom that your will be done. I pray for our first responders, that you protect them and be with them, as well as our military, those serving at home and abroad, and our Christian missionaries, Lord, those that have left their comfortable homes and went overseas far away that are facing things that we cannot even begin to understand, Lord. We pray that you bless them and protect them today, Lord. Draw us each closer to one another as you draw us closer to yourself. And we will never fail to give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen.